Tony Berry, Stephen Dennis Littler, John Oliver, and Norman Prince were a group originally known as the West Harden Weavers. When they recorded this Lancashire tool tapper in the April of 1988, they reached up to 105 as K-Buff Super Sounds continues. He was a lion, the lion of Vienna. He was the lion, the pride of My name's Mark Isles, and I'm the Chief Football Writer of the Bolton News. This is the show that proves there are more Stranger Things at Wanderers than there are in the Upside Down. And coming up this week, it's all about you. Buff FM's first ever phone-in. We don't like to be beside the seaside. Why won't the Everett speculation just go away? And shall we talk about Marlon? Or is it a lot of fuss about nothing? But first, it's an advert. It's an advert, of course it is. Subscription to the Bolton News is absolutely free for 30 days. And if you act fast, there's loads of stuff coming. Honestly, you'll be able to get that completely free within that 30-day period. Sign up, you get access to everything we do from Portugal, for example. We're going to be dropping in on Ian Everts training camp in the Algarve for a couple of days. Loads and loads and loads of stuff coming up. We've got some big interviews. Some are already in the can as well. And now the preseason's just around the corner, we've got some really good stuff. We're building around match days just for premium subscribers as well. So do not miss out. Go to theboltonnews.co.uk backslash subscribe or to the link I've got pinned to the top of my Twitter account page. Don't miss out. See what all the fuss is about. Now, this week, as Henry continues to sun himself like a 60s bank robber in Mexico, I've taken the brave decision to dispense with a co-host altogether. Instead, sit back, tune in to the soulful sounds of Buff FM, as we bring you the A666 phone-in. Tune that dial to the Buff FM. That's right, pop pickers. This week I've gone all Robbie Savage on you, and that doesn't mean I'm going to run off about 25 minutes into a game after getting two players sent off. I have opened the phone lines at Bolton News Towers to invite Wanderers fans to tell me what they think about the news that I've done in the headlines this week. And already I'm seeing the little red lights flashing, so let's have a first caller. It's Ben from Bolton. And Ben, you've got a point to get off your chest about Marlon Fossey. Absolutely, Mark. Uh, I think Marlon Fossey is a, is a quality player and um, I'd absolutely love to see him sign. I don't think his quality can be overstated. He really is a fantastic player. He's he's brought an element of flair into the team that we've not seen for quite a while. Um, we've been riddled with injuries and he brought in some life down that right-hand side. And I think he was influential into our success right up until his injury and I've seen lots of people say you know there's lots of other options out there but we've seen what he's capable of we've seen what he can do we know that he likes the way we play we know he fits into the system Everett wants to implement and so I think he should be our number one priority. Well, you can't see me, Ben, but I am nodding along here on the other end of the phone. <laughs> what about the injuries then? Because that is a, a big concern to a lot of fans. They look at his injury record and say, well, look, he's, he was great for us for 15 games, but look what happened. There's always risk involved with with players at any level. And when someone's got a, a track record of, of picking up injuries, it's not not something you want to keep coming back. It's something you have to be wary of. But... You know, I've seen on Instagram, he looks like he's he's working hard to get himself back into good condition. Um, he's getting ready and raring to go for pre-season, wherever that might be. 
So, although he has got a, a nasty record with injuries, I think that's something we should try and look past. Possibly give him a shorter deal than we would have planned on, if that's the case. And if he does pick up an injury, say, look, we're not sure. We're both on the same page here, but who knows? I mean, that could be reasonable to assume. It could be the delay in that Bolton have got those reservations. Maybe they haven't offered what they were originally going to offer. Obviously, there are a string of championship clubs now looking at Marlon Fossey, Preston being the first one to break ranks, really, and we, we know it's definitely them. Um, horrible, horrible rumours saying about Wigan. I don't think that's true, by the way, but uh, let's just yep. let's just keep our fingers crossed on that one. Um, would you understand it if he said, well, you know, thanks, but no thanks to Bolton, there is championship football here? Oh, absolutely. I don't think he owes us anything. We gave him a chance coming out of Fulham, but... That happens in football all the time. Players move on. Players move on to bigger and better things. And if he wants to play championship football this season, then that, that's his opportunity. And he's, he's earned it, in my opinion. Uh, you know, there's no reason why we might not be up there next season. But if he wants to make that step sooner, then full credit to him. I think he's, he's earned his place. And that consignment of 20,000 Marlon Fossey wigs can be put on hold at the club shop. <laughs> what a sad truck that would be to turn around, I might add, on the 61. But um, no, let's move on. The, the other big story of the week, of course, Ian Everett and these Blackpool links. Now, I might add that this very newspaper has not been perpetuating those links. It's, it's been very much a case of other people doing that for us. But however, however, nevertheless, they have been talking about it. There is... Uh, you know, there, there is a there is a possibility that Blackpool are interested in bringing Ian Everett. Now, how do you view yeah. that? Would that be a sideways step? Um, I mean, I'd say so. Maybe that's a bit biased coming from a Bolton fan. Um, You're on the right but, podcast. You know, <laughs> um, you know he, he's done incredible things at Bolton in a really short period of time. He's got the backing from the board. He's got a good relationship with the fans, with the players. All the players that we have at the club at the minute are players that he's brought in. He's nurtured them. You know, he's put them through his training, his systems to get them to play the way he wants. So for him to go elsewhere and take on a, a whole new bunch of players that was brought in by another manager seems like a bit of a a, a weird one for me. I don't think that's what where he'd want to go. Obviously, there's a lot of loyalties there with him playing with Blackpool, taking them all the way through the leagues. So it's it's a case of practicality versus perhaps emotional attachment to Blackpool. Um, but for me, I, I think the thing, what he's built at the club so far and where we're heading, it would be sideward step, possibly even a backward step. The, the bottom line is we might be getting our knickers in not about absolutely nothing because Blackpool haven't made a formal approach for... Ian Everett, as we sit here, there's been a lot written, there's been a lot hypothesised about it, um, yeah. but there hasn't been an approach, and they have offered interviews. We've seen Michael Duff, and there's a couple of others being mentioned, Liam Rossini being another one of them. So it looks like they may well have other targets anyway. Yeah, well, I hope that's the case, because, you know, what Everett's doing, I can't say it enough, but what he's doing for the club and really bringing some pride back into Bolton is... It is wonderful to see um, and whether he'd get that same sort of connection with the fans at Blackpool who knows um, but I like what Everett's doing and I like Everett and I like the relationship he has with the board so long may that continue The good thing about Ian Everett is he's very much Bolton's I think he very much seems to have struck a chord with Bolton fans now that's not necessarily the case elsewhere in the EFL it's fair to say you know there are there are fans <laughs> of other clubs that don't necessarily see eye to eye with some of the things he says does that make him better or worse in your eyes though um I put it this way when he's talking about us I absolutely love it but if there was another manager saying what Everett was saying for another club I'd absolutely wouldn't be able to stand him but no, I think he's I think he's brill. Some of the things he says could be toned down a little bit so that it doesn't come back to bite us on the backside. But you know, you've got to have ambition. It'd be it'd be even worse if he went up there and didn't have confidence in his players. He didn't have that belief, that passion, that enthusiasm, and that emotion. If that wasn't there, he wouldn't be the manager that he is. And that's just part and parcel of what makes him 
or what has made him successful. Now, I mean, you don't want an emotionless manager. I've sat in press conferences with a certain, well, we'll, we'll name him, Sammy Lee, uh, and just <laughs> just seen just seen journalists die behind their notepads, just knowing yeah. they're not going to get anything at all. Ian Everett cut from a very, very different cloth. Now, uh, we, yeah. as we record this, this, this is, um, we're on Wednesday, aren't we? So uh, at, when the podcast goes out, it'll be Friday, it will be 50 days to the new season. Hooray. Um, and we know a bit more about the pre-season schedule now. They announced today that uh, Huddersfield Town would be the big home game. Um, yep. Playing Stockport behind closed doors. We'll maybe touch on that as well. Any of the any of the games really tickle your fancy? There are a few sort of in there that I'd, I'd, I'd like to go and see, obviously. It's, it's always nice, the start of summer, the start of the season. It's, it's nice to get out there. One thing I mean, I'm fortunate about is, uh, or thankful for, I should say, is the game against Oldham being postponed or Absolutely, cut off. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, a good decision in my eyes. Uh, I know there was a lot of uproar about it on Twitter um, uh, and other places. Uh, Chorley, for me, is a good one. Uh, it's local, so I'd love to get to that one. Um, Carlisle, Longbridge. not so much. No, Carlisle, <laughs> not quite round the corner. No, um, that'll be a long weekend in the lakes for me and Mrs. Isles, methinks. But yeah, Longridge as well. That's sort of a tradition, so it'd be nice to get to that one as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, it's, it's a nice little preseason schedule. Huddersfield games a little bit underwhelming in my eyes. Really, I would have I would have liked maybe even some foreign opposition. Back in the day, yeah. we used to get Barcelona B and such like coming in. It's not the same, is it? But um, no, it's, it's going to be good to have football back. That's the main thing. How Absolutely. optimistic are you now? I mean, looking looking ahead now, fifty days to go. What do they need to do for for you to be sprinting through that front door on the first day of the season? Well, at the minute, I'd, I'd, I'll be sprinting there, rain or, rain or shine. It's, it's, it feels like it's been forever, Mark. <laughs> so, yeah, perhaps bringing in Trafford, um, that right wing back, whoever that might be, whether it's Fossey or Kioso or whoever, whoever we've got lined up. Um, potential of another striker I've seen floating around. So, who knows? But I think we're in a good spot at the minute. Um, if we can just... Bring in that goalkeeper, uh, ideally Trafford. Bring in a wing back, um, and I think we're we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see a floating striker. To be truthful, um, that would be something else. <laughs> that would make me sprint, sprint through the door on the first day of the season. No question about it. But uh, no, that's going to be fantastic. We're going to continue on after the break with more callers. You are listening to the Buffet Need help building the right pasty barn? Struggling to convert a pie into something flatter? Contact Mixus for a free quotation and save 25% by quoting Buff25 on your first order. Mixus, that's a proper pasty barn. Now on to our next caller, it's Colin from Southport. Colin, if Ian Everett stayed at Bolton Wanderers, how good a news is that? Obviously, it's a positive because of the impact that it's had on the club over the last couple of years. We need to start building them foundations as a club moving forward and cut out, cut out any excuses that have may have been on the table in the recent uh, past due to the fact that, obviously, the financial issues that we've been through. So, yeah. the stability of Ian Ever um, moving forward obviously allows us to progress as a football club and push on. How much are you enjoying the style of football that Ian Everts played at the minute? I think it's very 2022. Um, obviously, we see a lot of it in the higher echelons of football. Um, and I think as a football fan of all generations, I think you have to have an element of patience. Me personally, I have got that. Obviously, I understand the importance of moving the ball about to break down teams and as Ian Everett said on multiple occasions, wear them down. Um, and obviously, as a result of that, we've scored so many late goals. So, yeah, it does work. I enjoy it. And, yeah, uh, front foot football. So, the noises coming from Ian Everett's camp are that he's focused on the job at hand, that he's looking at Bolton Wanderers. He hasn't had his head turned by Blackpool. But, you know, supposing there have been conversations, would you say it's excusable 
to entertain the idea of managing a championship club, especially one that he's actually played for? It's, I think, historically speaking, it would be a backwards step. Obviously, league status, um, you would, you might say, it'd be a, 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 it's really hard for me to say this, but a, a, a forward step for, for his career, but I don't think you need to just look at that. This is more of obviously what's involved in, in the, the club as, as a whole and what he's looking to achieve with those, you know, kind of counterbalances that. I think the, the link's obvious, Mark, given the fact that he used to play for them, but I think that's about as far as it gets, as far as I'm concerned. Colin, Bolton Wondrous fans have been really excited about signing Marlon Fossey permanently this summer. Uh, but all of a sudden, there's been a realisation that there, there is company and that championship clubs are also looking at him. How do you see that one panning out now? I think, as far as he's concerned, he needs to look at what's best for his career. Um, it's a short career. I think we forget that he's, I think, what is he, 23, 24, 23, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, as a result of that, he needs to start thinking about the bank balance because he hasn't actually played football at a good level for, for any of his career. Uh, so obviously I don't kind of know what money was on in Fulham's reserves, but if he's got an opportunity to um, earn good money, then fair play to the lad. It's a, it's a short career. It's a difficult question to answer that, Mark, to be honest with you. Uh, I'd like him to obviously be with us long term and build something. I think he was fantastic for us last season, but he's trying to look after himself and if he gets a better offer, then fair play to him. Well, quite right. I mean, Fulham, not an area of the world renowned for having much money around there, really. Um, but do you think, you know, as a fan base, do you think the Bolton Wanderers fans have counted their chickens a little early? Do you think we all have? I think I think as, as fans of the club, we can see naturally the, the club's moving forward. And, you, you know, when you have a player of that ability, you just assume that because of the stature of the club that he would look to join us. But... Unfortunately, we are in League One, and there are there, you know there might be a few clubs looking at him that are, may not necessarily be as big as us as a football club, but certainly um, from a stature point of view, a current league status, then you know it, you got to accept it, I guess. But it's a big position to fill, though, isn't it? I mean, right wing back, left wing back, they're really important in Ian Everett's formation. I think it goes back to what I said before about the style of play, Mark. Obviously, the, the wing-backs, whether it be a left wing-back or a right wing-back, it's the new attacking midfielder, isn't it? So they're, 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 they are hard to come by, um, especially good ones. I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brains of a player that I think might be able to replace him, and I can't really. I think a lot of it comes from his energy as well and the way he plays the game. Um, but I guess Chris Markham and Ian Everett will have plenty of uh, players that could play in his position. Peter Chioso? Well, I was going to say, would he be good enough for League One because he played for us in League Two? But I think he's played quite a few times for Luton and in the championship. Yeah, yeah, he's season. played for Luton. He played for MK Dons last season as well. He did as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, because I think he was a similar type of player. Um, I think he even chipped in with a goal or two as well from memory. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was Colin from Southport. This is Beth from Horwich. Beth, you're really looking forward to Ian Everett staying at Bolton Wanderers. Yeah, definitely. I think he's just really good for the club. Um, and I think he brings a really good mentality to the players to carry on going. Absolutely. Do you enjoy watching the style of football that Bolton have played in this two years that he's been in charge? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I really enjoyed COVID because I'm actually at uni, so I've not been able to have a season ticket for a while. <laughs> because I work weekends. So I'm very excited this season to be able to get back with my season ticket and go to every game. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's just a really free-flowing game of football and really enjoyable to watch. You might be the only person I've ever spoken to who enjoyed COVID, Beth. Oh, yeah, well, I got to watch every game because my dad had a ticket, which I don't normally get, so. <laughs> <laughs> except maybe except maybe the people that got all the government uh, contracts and made all that money. But, you know, aside from that, well, um, yeah. you may be the only other person. But, no, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> do, do you understand that as a, as a Bolton fan, obviously he's been linked with his former club, Blackpool. It, 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 do you understand that? I mean, would you, would you have understood it if you'd have spoken to him, for example? Um, I think I would have understood him, them speaking to him because if you have a connection with a club, it's obviously quite a nice feeling to be 
go back and things like that. But I think we're probably more of a better prospect because even though they're obviously higher up than us and things like that in the league and the championship, I actually think his focus is on creating a journey with the club and improving them, which is what he's doing with us, rather than being put into a club that's already not bad and can do quite well. Hmm. A longer-term project as such. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He just do seems you, to have that mentality, which is important, I think. And, and do you think that the, the kind of relationship with the board seems to be a big thing as well? Because there was a time in, during COVID when you were enjoying yourself uh, that that maybe a few fans were saying Ian Everett wasn't the right man for the job and, and that you know he was struggling, the team's results were struggling. The board stood by him at that stage. Is this Is this kind of a little bit of payback maybe? Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think the board's been really important in everything, not just the manager and the players, but even with us fans, because obviously we all went through a really difficult time and we're seeing other teams go through it. And I think one of the key lessons from us is that that board is just willing to stick by people, the players, the fans, when it might not be going wrong. And I mean, I was one of those people that wasn't sure about him. Um, But I think he's proven himself to be good enough and worthy of our club and I think some of the players are the same like I was one of the ones that didn't like Santos at first and look how good he's become so I think it's important for the board to keep consistency and trust in Everett because it's clear that he knows what he's doing once he gets the players and the plan that he wants so what are your thoughts on Marlon Fossey then there's certainly company if Bolton want to try and sign him it's certainly not going to be easy would you make the effort um, I think I would, because I think even in the short spell that he was here, I mean, his ability going forward is very clear, like, it's obvious, he's very talented. But I also think working with Jones um, down that side, I think he proved improved in his defence as well. Mm. And I think actually coming to someone like us that are wanting to get to the Championship in the next couple of years, definitely, would be a good progression for him, because he's still only young. So I think sometimes it can be beneficial to go to, say, a League One club while you're young, learn the basics in a slightly easier way and still be able to improve and then get to the championship level. Did you have any concerns over the injuries? Because obviously injuries stopped his season at Bolton. He has got a history of injuries as well. You don't want to be investing a lot of money on a player you're not that sure about, maybe? No, I, I think there is some concerns, obviously, and I mean, we've had a history of people with injuries. If you look at, like, Mark Davis and then obviously Stuart Holden, he, like, struggled soon. But I think this board and the investors in this company aren't stupid enough to spend something that they don't think is worth it. Mm. And so I think if it goes too high and they're worried about that, I just think they would drop out, even if it is for a great player. I think they're too sensible to take a huge risk on something that could go wrong. Okay, so next season in League One, Ian Everts already set his stall out, he wants promotion. What do you think Bolton need to add to what they had last season? Um, I think obviously the injuries were a large issue last season, but I think just general consistency. Um, and I think also some players just generally improving in more positions. So I think after Lyon, for example, he's, I mean, his play is incredible. And I think gradually over the season, you show a slight improvement. Same with the end of last season, in his defensive ability and his ability to be able to support the rest of the team. And so I just think generally having a team that are able to cover each other in the city, because we're not going to win every game. That's the nature of football. And so I think feeling confident and pushing to just work with each other and work the best for each other is really important to achieve that goal of promotion, which I think is definitely possible. Thanks very much, Beth, and uh, apologies for making you sound like you were phoning in from trans-dimensional space there. That's a button I didn't press. Apologies there. Right, time for an advertising break. Grab yourself a brew. We'll be back soon. The Buzz FM. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, Sherpa van trophy finals. We've got a Norpig for every occasion at Barry's Norpigs, just off Junction 8 of the M61. WeBuyAnyKid.com will buy any football kit that you have clogging up your cupboard. Top prices paid, and we even collect straight from your door. Go to WeBuyAnyKid.com. 
prices vary. WeBuyAnyKit.com does not buy Wondrous Kit that looks like it has a bra or a barcode. And welcome back. Remember, as well as calling in, you can email thebuffmail at gmail.com and we'll read out a couple of those for you now. This one from Keith in Wigan who wants to know, why are you reading out my email? Oh no, you're obsessed. Hashtag rent free. Hashtag still in League One. Hashtag Uncle Joe's Mint Balls. Right, moving on. Uh, David from Middlesbrough asks, how come you gave me 4 out of 10 when we lost 4-3 to Watford in February 2015? I'm starting to wish I had a producer to vet some of these, so hurry back, Henry. Uh, the last one we've got is from Mr. Slow Newsweek QC. Dear Mr. Isles, this letter is served upon you due to consistent references to onions when discussing my clients on your podcast. If you do not cease the aforementioned activity, a lawsuit will be commenced against you. P.S. Love to Henry. Right, that just about wraps up the emails then. Let's move on to another caller. And joining us on Buff FM is Jack Tilsley from Lostock. Jack, you've got a point to get off your chest... As far as Ian Everts concerned, are you happy to see him stay? Oh, I think he's our biggest asset. I think, um, you know, we've had all the talk about Santos and Dapo over the summer um, leaving, but I think if we can keep Everts, especially amid interest from teams like Blackpool, um, I think it's going to be huge. Uh, I, I think he's the most important part of what's happened since football ventures have taken over with Sharon Britton and everything. And mm. I think... Um, I think, I think if, again, if we can keep him, we've got a great chance next year. But he is pivotal to that. On the whole big club, small club sliding scale, Blackpool as a championship club, not owned by the old Oystons anymore. Uh, you know, is that a sideways move or is it, is it taking some bravery to, to ignore it, for example? Well, I think, I think it's interesting, actually. I think in terms of the, the club size, I think historically we probably are a big club. Obviously, they're in, probably a better well they are in a better league um but position wise i think in terms of potential i see i see i obviously slightly biased here being a Bolson fan but i, I see us being in a better position than blackpool in terms of where we're going we've got a project here he's got the backing of the board he's had the backing of the board for two almost well, over two years now almost two years sorry um and i think i think to be honest i think if he went to blackpool perform immediately and especially with the way Everett plays um We've seen a couple of times now. We've, we've had bad spells at the start of seasons, and it's just whether if he did make the step. I don't think he will. I hope he doesn't. But if he did, whether he'd get the back in there, and I'm, and I'm not sure he'd ever get the back in that he has done here um, at another club because we see it all the time with clubs sacking managers after poor starts and like worried that they're going to go down. Um, but with Bolton, we, we've we've always stuck with him. We've done it. We've done it twice, um, most notably in League Two. Um, but there's been the calls during the time last season when we were struggling from some fans um, and I, th- I think for me it would be a I don't know whether it would be a backward step I don't think you can really say it's a backward step being in the championship but I could I could definitely see it being a sideways step um, and I, it's just whether he thinks he can get to the Prem with Blackpool I think it's the bottom line um, well, so he knows he can with us it's just a year down the line Exactly, exactly. And by the way, Bolton always in a better position than Blackpool. From what I read, Blackpool will be underwater in about 40 years' time. So no question there, Bolton, better <laughs> yeah. position than Blackpool. Were you ever one of the ever-out crowd? You know, I had a couple on uh, this morning talking about uh, how how they maybe changed their, changed their mind on Ian Everett as time has gone on. I, I actually wasn't. I, I, I remember one game, I think it was... Maybe after Barrow away when we got when we were three 0 down at half time or three one down or something, I was close and I said I think I'd never I was never ever out but I think I said said something along the lines of if we get battered one more time it'll go, um, but no I was I always I always I saw enough at the start um, and last season absolutely he's, he's the best man for us he's perfect for us um, it was just showing that I was a bit unsure whether we were going to be able to turn it around. Um, but I always had hope uh, in the League 2 season and obviously that second half of that season was the best since I've been a Bolton fan so yeah. How did you feel last season then Jack? I mean was ninth place a good finish for you? Yeah I, th- I think it was um, obviously we had, we had quite a few injuries um, and there, there, were ta- there were times last year the, the winter wasn't great for us was it you look at games like Fleetwood and Accrington away um, in on the cold, horrible days where we didn't really stand up. Um, 
yeah, yeah. So so was I. <laughs> it was uh, it wasn't 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 the best, but um, no, I think uh, nine nine place. I think we just got a bit unlucky. Like I think the league the league we were playing in last year was just ridiculous standard of the top ten. You look at some of the points tallies that didn't go up. Um, I think it's, it's, it was silly. Um, but no, I, th- I think I think we did very well, and we and we were we were contenders. We were competing. Um, there was definitely a spell around February, March, where we were looking, can, you know, can we get these playoffs? Mm. Um, obviously, it didn't happen at the end, missed out by quite a way in the end. But, you know, I think it was a good season. And to, to, to get 79 points in the first year back in League One, it's a, it's a great achievement. Um, and yeah, onwards and upwards for next season. I think it's it's a massive step in the right direction for where we want to be. So, uh, you know, to, to get yourself to that top six, to get to the top three, to challenge for promotion... Obviously, they're going to have to add something over the summer. Now, how pivotal is Marlon Fossey to that, do you think? I think he'd be massive. I think he'd be really, really important for us. Um, but I don't think it's the be-all and end-all in terms of money. I think, obviously, right wing-back, it's a big position for us if we're playing three at the back. Right back's a big position for us if we're playing four at the back. We want the, wing, we want the full-backs progressing forward. We've seen that with Jones in the past when he's been playing four and five. Um, certainly in the right back position, um, and we've seen it with John, obviously, uh, likewise this year and last year. Um, I think he's big, but I think I don't think we should be putting all of our focus into signing Fossey. If, he, if if he's if he's, if the Championship club's interested and are actually willing to make a bid, we won't get him. I don't think we'll get him because I think he's good enough to play in the Championship. Um, but you know, it's just whether he's managed to form a relationship with Ever, and again, whether he can see that in reality, if he comes here. He's part, going to be part of a winning team that's hopefully challenging for promotion, and he's potentially one season away from the championship anyway. Um, it's, just, it's, just, it's about just what what he wants really. Obviously, we we'd love him back. He was brilliant for us um, in that two month spell that he was playing. Um, but again, we we've had it before. We we had it with Kioso, a similar situation uh, where we didn't get him back after the League Two season. Um, it's just it's just one of those things. It's, I think if we can get him, brilliant. If not, then I'm sure there's plenty more options. I'm sure they've got a plan B. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing you do have a bit of faith in is that recruitment these days seems to be pretty bob on. Yeah, re- re- recruitment's been excellent. I think if you if you look at since January again, two two seasons in a row, it's ridiculous. Mm. So the, the numbers we've been getting since the January transfer window and the signings. I think other than a, a couple, maybe three three or four big big players I think we've, we've already got a team that will be contending next season anyway um, just based on what we've seen since January with some of the signs look at players like Charles Bod Varson which Bod Varson unbelievable signing what a, what a piece of business that's been um, I think I've, I've been really impressed with that side of it and that's been especially prominent since Everett took over on that, that front and had more of a say um, and yeah really impressive recruitment we're going in the right direction with that as well we, we seem to be improving all the time um, and you know who knows where this team could go who knows if they keep going like this they, they, you can just aim as high as you want really mm. How about James Stafford? Do, do you see him A, A, do you see him coming back but B how, how crucial will it be to get him back? I, I actually think Trafford is more important than Fossey um, I might be a bit controversial or whatever but I think I'm not sure is the answer on whether I see him coming back I, I would like to hope again the rapport that he built with the fans the relationship he's got with us um, that he want this is the place he'd want to be. It's just I think I'm not sure how big of a decision he will have in that. How big of a say he'll have in that? Because if if City want him to go into the Championship club for progression, then obviously he'll go there. Um, and I could I could actually see someone like Blackpool being quite good for him. Um, I think he probably will go above. But again, if he if he wants to come back, um, City are happy for him to come to us and have another good season with us, then it'd be great. And he will be brilliant because he changed the season. He was one of the big ones in January that really changed the season with the commanded of the back four uh, or back five. Um, and the sort of, the way the way he was able to make saves and sort of the distribution was a big thing for me as well. It got a lot better. Just not even the, the long ball stuff, the way he was, the tempo at which he kept things going when we were going back to him and starting attacks off that we didn't have at the start of the season with Dixon. Um, so I think Trafford actually will be more important than Fossey because I think there's not as many goalkeepers that are that good at what he does. Whereas with the right back, I think we'd be able to find someone that would do a job, not as good, but 
maybe almost as good as Fossey because there's going to be plenty of those out there. I'm not sure you could let uh, James Trafford loose in Blackpool. That would be uh, that would be <laughs> carnage yeah. if you don't mind yeah, me saying. Yeah. But, you know. And our final caller on Buff FM is Andy Clayton from Bolton. Andy, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. Glad to be getting towards the end of this show, truth be told. Um, but big question this week. Is Ian Everett staying at Bolton? It looks like he is. Is that good news for Bolton? That would be absolutely fabulous news. Probably over Santos, the, uh, the best news <laughs> we've, we've had so far. What is it about Ian Everett? He's obviously made a team in his own image. It would be a hell of a shift to try and find somebody in the same sort of mould, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, and as my, my granddad once said about football, he's talking about Mike Walker moving from Norwich, and he said it's a mistake because sometimes it just fits. Now, I'm pretty sure that Ian Everett is capable of managing other football clubs. However, is Blackpool the right step? Is he going to achieve his ambitions at Blackpool uh, over the, you know, the, the path that he's following at Bolton? And personally, with no disrespect to Blackpool, I think Wanderers are a, a, a much better option for him. He's already settled in, he's going down the right path, he's got a great relationship with the fans and with Sharon. And I just think it would be, you know, the cars running smoothly down the motorway and you, you jump out the door, it's a bit <laughs> of a risk. <laughs> yeah, don't I don't advise that to anybody listening. Do not uh, do that. That's a safe tip right here and there. And no, I, I I agree. It's been a it's been a familiar theme that people see Blackpool as at best a sideways step, even though they're playing in a, a division above. Uh, can you understand p- potentially how the the story has come about, how the links have been made? Yes, because part of the fun of football is rumours, and obviously Ian Everett played there was it for seven seasons. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, football fans love to, to kind of get the rumour mill going. And, uh, it, of course, it, it would make sense. You always see when, uh, when Bolton have wanted a manager, there's always old names crop up and ex-players. It, that's football, isn't it, Matt? Mm. Well, hey, look, I've just been talking to Bruce Riop for a week, digging through a lot of old columns and, and, and things that were written about Bruce back in the day. He was linked with Scotland, he was linked with Sunderland, he was linked with Middlesbrough, and obviously finally Arsenal, and that one proved true. So this was the first real test that Bolton fans have had, of, or even an experience, even the first time it's crossed their mind that they may have lost the manager. How, how big a replacement would it be, would you say? I mean, we, we still, of course, you know, anything can happen in football. It could still happen. So, you know, what would that, what would that mean to Bolton? Well, let's be honest... Sharon Britton came into the club and she gave the job to Ian Everett mm. and she was steadfast during the time when, let's be honest, a lot of fans were calling for his head that he was the right man. So mm. my honest belief is, although I don't believe it would be, be a good idea and I really hope Ian Everett stays and I do think he will, um, I would put my faith in, in, in Sharon Britton. I'm sure that behind the scenes, that with the organisation that we've seen and the way the club's set up, they're not just going to be kind of, oh right, scratching the heads. I think they will already have a contingency plan because that, from what I see, the operation is slick and professional. And I'd like to think, you know, they've talked about the Brentford model. And I'd like to think that they'd, they'd, they'd have some ideas in mind if he did walk out the door. Yeah. Also with recruitment, now that you've got Chris Markham there, were the management team to change the recruitment plan wouldn't necessarily change with it? No. Well, you look at clubs, Watford, Brentford, they ha- they, they, particularly Brentford have the model, don't they? Mm, mm. Um, and you look at, it's like players, isn't it? You look at clubs like Southampton that continuously lose players, they have a contingency plan. Um, so we would hope, and, and from what I've read, that may be the kind of thing that Bolton were looking to do with players, well, it would seem a bit strange if they didn't have a plan for the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, talking about plan Bs, we've now got to the stage with Marlon Fossey that 
I think everybody was expecting Bolton to go in. I mean, Ian Everett had spoken quite strongly that he was he was fancying his chances of signing Marlon Fossey. But now we find ourselves with company. Preston North End are one of the clubs that are looking at him. We think there are a few more as well in the in the Championship. All of a sudden, we're, we're getting to the realisation that he might not be a Bolton Wanderers player next season. Is, is that a blow? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, some players come in and just have that click. But he was only ever on loan. And, you know, let's be honest, the lad had his longest injury-free run, was it, That's with true. Bolton. Yep. Yep. Um, so he would be a big money signing and potentially a, a big injury risk. Now, again, I put, I'm presuming that Everett Stain or whoever may be in the hot seat, I put my faith in Mark and the recruitment team. And, you know, in a way, in a way... I might get blasted, but it could be a blessing in disguise because if we find that Fossey goes to Preston and he sustains a long-term injury, and, and if he did go to Preston, you know, you'd say good luck to the lad. He was outstanding for us and we'd, I'm sure every Bolton fan would wish him all the best. If we get him, that would be absolutely wonderful, but if, if it's not to be, I'm a great believer, if it's not to be, we move on and we open another door. Oh, well, if you're listening, Marlon, I want you in, so, uh, so just... Just get it sorted, mate. Just get and it sorted. So do I. <laughs> um, no, I mean, so what? looking forward, everybody's talking about promotion next season. The way that they finished last season, January 15th onwards, suggests that the squad is capable of challenging at that top end. What do you think is needed now between now and when we start at the end of July? What do they need to add to that squad? A right back. Mm-hmm. Maybe two centre-halves. Uh, we certainly need at least one goalkeeper. So promotion next season, is it achievable with the resources that Bolton Wanderers have got right now? Yes. That's a very quick answer, Andy. What, what makes you think word, that? Yes. Um, I just think it's still good around the club. Um, it's it's, it's the, the, the way that we finished the end of last season um, I think we've got momentum it's a young squad I think somebody like Gary Cale would be an absolutely um, it'd be a brilliant signing not because he's ex-Bolton Wanderers but because of the experience he would bring to that back line um, and, and you know it, just to add a little bit of experience into the mix might not be a bad thing well yeah you're losing it with Baptiste I suppose um whether or not Kale is, is financially viable, I have significant doubts, but I, I get where you're coming from, Andy, and uh, you make good sense. That was Andy Clayton there, live from the other tin can on the end of the string. Well, you know, I've had enough of this phoning. Let's make people sweat under the pressure of questioning. And now, Wanderer's mastermind. We've brought him back. He was a caller earlier in the show. Now he's a victim on the Wanderer's mastermind chair. It's Ben Timberlake. Ben, how are you feeling? Well, uh, I best keep my mouth shut so I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> don't say the word confident in that chair. <laughs> it, does, it does not sit well. Um, as normal, I'll be, I'll be asking as many questions as I can. Um, in two minutes before the clock of doom counts down its cruel seconds. Um, I think the best we've done was Chris Mann uh, with, with eight, um, and he was uh, he was spot on, to be fair. I don't think anybody's beating that. Um, but, you know, you're, uh, to be fair, I'm looking down the, the, the list. They're quite short questions. You never know. Um, just, to let people, just to let people know, uh, Ben has... Ben has asked for 10 questions on sur- uh, Bolton Wanderers surnames that start with A, B or C. So it's players whose surname begin with A, B or C. And I've been kind. I haven't gone back to Albert Arkwright or anything in the you know the 1800s or anything. Don't worry. It should <laughs> all be roughly within your lifetime. So you should be fine. Perfect. Okay. You ready? Yep. And go. French fullback and World Cup winner signed in 2005 on a short-term deal from Roma. 
Can you repeat that? Sorry. <laughs> French fullback and World Cup winner signed in 2005 from Roma on a short-term deal. Um... Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to pass. Okay, question two. Played up front for the Junior Whites when they drew against Coventry in August 2019, now with Hyde United. Um, that would be... Oh, you're kidding. I'm going to have to pass again. No problem. Number three, Scott, who scored his only goal of the 2021 season away at Stevenage. He was good at free kicks for a bit. Uh... Had ginger hair. Scott. Little fella, played for Hamilton. I'm going to have to pass again. I honestly have no idea. Question number four. Scorer of Bolton's last championship goal at QPR is versatile defender and he now plays at Blackpool. Um, Came from Everton. This is rather embarrassing, isn't it? Um, Callum Connolly? It is, correct. Question five. One Bolton Wanderers Player of the Year trophy in 2017-18. He played in goal. Um... That would be... Uh, was it... Uh, uh, his name... Um, ben Anik. Well done. Question number six. Come After on. Ray Parry, the next man to score for England as a Bolton Wanderers player. Hint, it was in 2011. I'll start it so oh, I'll finish. Time off. Uh, you've got a little bit of time on that one. After Ray Parry, the next person to score for Bolton, the next play, person to play for England, by the way, was Michael Ricketts. He didn't score. The next man after that, who scored for England against Bulgaria. Uh, and many Wanderers fans would like to see him come back this summer. I'm going to have to pass. Okay, well, I'm going to go over the ones that you've you've passed on. So, uh, right. So, number one, French fullback, World Cup winner, signed 2005, Vincent Candler. Yes. Played up front for the Junior Whites against Coventry. It was Eddie Brown. Ah. Little Eddie. Um, Scott, who I just gave you, I basically drew a, a mental picture, Ali Crawford. Of course. Of course. Now you've That's got, a silly one. You've got Callum Connolly. In fact, that was probably the hardest one of the lot, and you managed to get that one. Uh, ben Anik, you got Ben Anik after a while. The one you've just passed on there after Ray Parry, the next man to score for England as a Bolton Wanderers player, it was Gary Cahill. Of course, of course. Now, as is the norm, we normally go down any any of the questions I've jotted down. I don't like to waste time, to be honest. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to I'm going to ask you the other questions, but in a completely uh, relaxed capacity. Okay, oh, so we'll... Uh, God. <laughs> Norwegian, a Norwegian striker who was used as a make-weight in the club record deal to sign Johan Almanda. Do you remember him? Um, there used to be great YouTube clips of him doing a seal dribble, which I think is why they signed him. Would that be... <sighs> there are buff listeners... A crescendo of buff listeners saying the next I know. Oh, I'm going to have to... I don't know that one either. Daniel Broughton. Right, we'll go for Shocking. this one. We'll go for this. You've, this is this is your redeemer. This is your redeemer. You get this right. Oh, you get, on, the, get this right. All you is walk forgiven. Out, all is forgiven. You walk out with your head held high, Ben. Homegrown striker sold to Nottingham Forest in January 2017 for £3 million. His surname begins with an A, B or a C. That must be Zach Clough. There we go, redemption. <laughs> That's what redemption sounds like. Now, if I'd have got that wrong, I would have gone and hid away for a very, very long time. <laughs> Listen, it is always easy when you're sat there listening to the podcast, shouting down your earphones. Uh, it is not easy when the clock of doom is ticking down those seconds, believe no, me. I, I know, I've not. been on that end, and, uh, you know, I, I sit here as, uh, you know, it's my living, and I still embarrassed myself on Kevin Davis the other day <laughs> as a subject not just on Kevin Davis I might add um, so that would be ridiculous um, but no listen Ben you've been absolutely fantastic thanks very much for calling in earlier and also uh, for putting yourself up for the Wanderers Mastermind um, tell us where you can find you on Twitter and what you do 
Okay, so on Twitter, uh, I am, uh, my username rather, is uh, Ben Timberlake underscore. Um, same on Instagram and whatnot. And I post about all things Bolton. I occasionally get to some of the games and, and share some videos. Um, like it or not, that's what I do. Um, so if you want to take a look, feel free. Absolutely. Keep on posting them. I, You know, my, my old decrepit bones are just about getting round <laughs> to the idea of these content creators uh, being talented as opposed to just kids that do my head in. Um, so, yes, don't worry about it, Ben. You keep on doing what you do, mate. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for that, Mark. Take care. So that's all we've got time for this week. We did things a bit differently, didn't we? And they do say that a change is as good as a rest. So I might well put that theory to the test and let Henry do all the talking next week whilst I just sip tea and pretend that this podcast didn't take me absolutely ages to bloody edit. But let's move on. Um, make sure you do tune in next week for Bolton Wanderers headlines and a, a show with some structure. It'd be great. Um, and an exclusive insight into what factor sun cream I'm going to be wearing in Portugal we may well have some proper news as well, but there's no promises being made at this end. I just thank you for tuning in. This has been the Buff Podcast, or even Buff FM. You have been listening to the Buff FM.